Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 195. 195. Any interesting facts on 195, Gaz? Well, I was going to have a very interesting fact uh, for you about 195. However, we're currently in the middle of a power cut, uh, so... uh, yeah, not got anything. Uh, yep, Storm Doris has, has struck, so we are recording beer bods a little earlier than we would normally. Yes, uh, that's mo- mostly for scheduling, because uh, Steve is still uh, missing presumed drunk, and I'm actually having some time off uh, next week, which will be, well, now for you when you're listening to this, obviously. Uh, so Roland would have been sitting drinking beer on his own, and, well... We could have let that happen. We could have, yeah. That would mean not having beer. And There'd be more, more me talking and less you drinking. Yeah, so... Uh, so what is this week's beer, Roland? So this is Sander. So Sander is a black IPA from the very fine people at Fine Ales in Scotland. Um, I must say, I've been looking forward to this one yeah. for a while. I saw it in the box and I was just like, oh... Like fine ales have not disappointed. Not the last, not the first one we've had on in beer bods from fine ales. We had the Yarl. Wow. Um, that's some, that reminds me of something really specific. Oh, you know those little licorice cake sweet uh, like Pontefract cakes. Yes. Oh, it smells like Pontefract cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a happy Gary there. Um, so this is a a black IPA hopped with Nelson Sovine. Um, which is a New Zealand hop, very kind of classic for the, what New Zealand is known for, like gooseberry and white grape and kind of type thing. Mm. Tastes like Pontefract cakes as well. <laughs> so, uh, Fine Ales are a brewery on the coast of Loch Fine. Um, I can actually talk about them for, for a change from yes. knowledge that I've actually been there. Yes, it's one of the very R- few places I've been to. R- Roland went on holiday there. Complete coincidence. Yeah, it just absolutely. happened to end up uh, in the area. Yeah. His, wife, his wife was uh, very, very pleased when she found out, oh, there's a, there's a brewery just across the, the, the other side of the lock, isn't mm. there? Hmm. Totally coincidental. Yes, it's yeah. a sea lock um, <laughs> that runs in, and it's... Um, a little way up the uh, the west coast, uh, not quite as hard, far as Oban. Um, it's a very beautiful part of the just country, the, just on the edge of the tourist. Area. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's kind of that it's that nice south part of the touristy area in that you've gone far enough for it to be um, fairly out of the way and beautiful and have some nice bits, and you're on that kind of the edge of. Um, of the way down towards um, Mull and, and that kind of bit, but at the same time, you, it's a bit easier access in comparison to the longer drive to get up to places like Oban and Gerlock and and all the pool and so on. Um, yeah, it's a lovely part of the, of the the world. It is a, a pretty ice, a pretty uninhabited area. Um, there is a a little uh, a little town on on one side of the lock. And at the very head of the lock is uh, Fine Ales Brewery. So it's a sea lock, and there's a, a river that runs down to it from the mountains, and that goes through the Fine Ales, um, like little estate. There's a farm there where they have the Highland cattle. Um, there's the brewery base there. Um, just little, just around the corner from them is also a very good um, seafood shop. 
Um, and yeah, it's a very picturesque. They've got a little brewery uh, bar, which you can drink in, which is very nice. Very small, quite small, um, but perfect. Fair. Given the location, I can't imagine that, that uh, they'll, be, uh, they'll be rampant all the time. So, you know, you don't need Apart to be too big. Apart from their annual fest. They have a, an annual beer festival there, which sees them put on music and um, a couple of, I think it's a couple of days of, of camping out and drinking and listening to music, live music and stuff there in this beautiful setting. To be honest, that sounds just perfect. Mm. Yeah, it's tough to be... I know. Throw, but... throw in some cheese and some girls. <laughs> I think I'll be happy. Uh... Um, it's a really lovely place to, to visit. If you ever find yourself in that part of the world, well worth the going out of the way to. Um, the, the meat, I have some of the, the meat from the... That was you know, raised on these Highland cattle on the farm and it's available through the... Uh, the brewery tap, and, which was some of the yeah, best steak picture, I've ever I eaten. Picture you sat in their bar with like a, a, oh. just a giant piece of cow and a beer, just um, eating was off the bone, yeah. style. Uh. <laughs> and they do a little tour of the brewery, which is it's really nice to chance to see. Um, their spent grain gets used for the feeding the Highland cattle, not okay. su- surprisingly. Um, yeah, very just very straightforward, sensible brewery. Um, their beers, I think Yarl is probably their most well-known, which yeah, is their single had, hop citra. I say we've had Yarl, and the, yeah. uh, I think that was the first one we had from them in the mm. box, wasn't it? It so, was. Um, this is one of the ones that they got added a bit later on, so it's a black IPA. Um, it is one of two, I think they've been a paired one, they did a white IPA as well, which is like a wheat IPA. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Mm, yeah. Which I enjoyed. Um, in fact, I enjoy pretty much all the beer I get from them. Yeah. Um, and they are a little bit of one of those crossover ones in that they've they started out with a little bit more traditional. They still do a range of their slightly more traditional styles, things like the I believe it's the Highlander, which is a little bit more of a slightly darker, best bitter kind of style to it. You can't um, a beer called the Highlander. All I can think is every time you have a pint, you suddenly uh, go through the quickening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I was miming the quickening for all you listeners out there. Uh, but they're, they're a great brewery, um, very consistent in terms of quality. Yeah, no, I think I think that's the thing you've hit on the head there. Like they're, they're consistent, and the beers are all of a high quality. Yeah. Like I've I've not had a beer yet that's been a bit. Oh, was it? You know, I was expecting more. Could have been better. And I'm always worried whenever I have one of the... When you have a beer from a brewery that you've always enjoyed stuff, I'm just waiting for that one time when you go, oh, that was a bit of a letdown. Uh, yeah, th- thankfully, so far, they have not disappointed. Uh, so. uh, for me, like, they are one of the most well-balanced breweries. Like, if, if I think of anybody, they remind me a bit of Slopian in that sense. So they've got this kind of some core beers that are a little bit more crowd-pleased, the traditional safe ones. They've got some more exciting hoppier beers out there and, and more hop-forward and different varied beers. Um, they don't tend to do much in the way of anything that's um, really... like They don't do much um, wild fermented beer or anything that's mm. kind of sour or anything too far out there, but they, they're actually available in the shop. They do have some ties with other people, so they have bottles from other people available in the brew bar. Yeah. 
I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's this idea of craft beer as the craft and traditional styles of brewing are very different things. And, you know, oh, you can't like traditional beer and craft beer. It's just like, it's complete rubbish, you know. Good yeah. beer is good beer, isn't it? So. Well, I think this is the, the difference, like that term. It's, it's the problem with the term craft, isn't it? Yeah. It's not really that well defined. Well, it come, uh, uh, coming out of America, I think they, there's a, an issue there. America had big breweries doing very generic, bland lagers, and then you had everything else. Whereas Britain had that pre-existing traditional breweries, mm-hmm. some of whom were, yeah, very kind of bland stuff, and some of whom were doing really amazing stuff. And the irony is, isn't it, a lot of your American craft brewers actually came over here to look at what the mm. traditional British breweries were doing, yeah. copied them... Then all our traditional breweries died uh, and got replaced by big beer, and then we went and copied what the Americans were doing, who copied what we were doing. And it's, it's, <laughs> There's it's, a lot it's, of copying. It's, yeah, it just it's it's, it's very uh, very cyclical. Uh, so yeah, I hope you. Could, I hope I didn't just break anyone's brain with that. <laughs> my very long, your own. <laughs> my very long-winded way of describing craft beer. Yeah, no, I, I'm. I enjoy that. We should get back round to the beer itself. Actually, how mm. are you enjoying yours? It's very tasty. It is very Pontifrad cake. Um, I'm not complaining, though. I, I, I quite like my licorice. Uh, I probably wouldn't have multiples of these. This might be one that I'd have later on in the evening. Maybe just have one and just mm. sit and sip it. Um, yeah. Is it a black IPA? It's not particularly hoppy, is it? Uh, I, I'm, I, go, I guess I struggle with these definitions. Yeah. But is it, to me, it feels in some ways a porter, maybe? It's quite light, though. It's not heavy going. So it certainly kind of avoids things like stout territory. It's, but it's got a little bit more body and a little bit more interest to it for me than what I think of when I'd have porters. I, think, I tend to think of porters as being a, a little bit more... Uh, malt driven than mm. hop driven there are there are definitely some uh, you're definitely getting some hops in there some bitterness and uh, and also a bit of that kind of fruitiness that keeps it quite light yeah, and... yeah. I don't know I, 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 I think this is the issue isn't it? nobody really has got a good definition of what a black IPA because mm. I think if, if, if we talk about IPAs we could all go oh that's that's the classic IPA and there's, there's certain ones that most of us would probably agree on and black IPAs, I think, if you throw it out there, what's the classic black IPA? Perhaps a different way to look at it. So you said you've had the white version of mm. this. Basically, the same recipe. They've just changed the no, malts, is it? I'm not sure, in honesty. I think it might have been, but I, I can't remember anymore. I forgot to look it up before I came on air. Yeah. <gasps> and because we have no power, because it's currently... Yeah blowing 60, 70 miles an hour outside. We can't even check these things to do any research, so uh, we apologise for the lack mm. of facts here. Um, I was just thinking it would be interesting, perhaps, if, with a lack of definition for what... What do we really mean when we say black IPA? Trying to chill the style, how does it compare? I was going to say, how does mm. it compare to that for you? Uh, I, I think of them as very different beers, but then I think, like for me, that black thing is a really... A huge part of this is the fact that it's black, mm-hmm. yeah? A lot of those flavours, those heavier, roastier, kind of mm. chewier, licorice kind of flavours are, are the malt-driven ones. Mm. And I know that those hops are there, and they are playing a part, but what they are aren't you, the dominant... What are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, you know you don't like... Traditionally, you don't like those roastier, smokier flavours, do you, in beer, so... I don't, and it, maybe it's, it's just one of those... 
mood things that I'm swinging around to kind of enjoying them a little bit more again. But I'm quite liking this. And I, I think those hops help. They, they keep the whole thing feeling not too heavy going for me. Kind mm-hmm. of juicy at the same time as being... Having some of those roasty and... Um, Licorice flavours. Yeah, no, I don't. I know what you mean. Like some of these, these some of these darker beers, are heavier ones. They can be, they can leave your mouth feeling quite dry afterwards. Mm. Uh, whereas this is still, it's definitely got some juiciness to it. It's just like leaves you wanting more. And I think particularly that choice of hop, like New Zealand. I always think that the Nelson Sovine hops like that. Those New Zealand hops have got that really clean kind of quality. Mm. They kind of make make think, oh, that's refreshing. And in pale beer, I love that. But actually, it's working really nice in a black IPA to keep it, me think, yeah, that's quite, at the end of it, it finishes quite refreshingly, mm. and I'm quite ready to go back for another mouthful. Yeah. So I'm actually, yeah, I'm quite, quite enjoying this. I think we should probably come round to making a, a conclusion eventually. Yeah, yeah, I'm going on for a bit, which, <laughs> you know, has become my signature thing, rambling. Signature style. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to give you value for money, you know, for your free podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, uh, very tasty. I, I, I love the licorice flavours that I'm getting from this. Uh, that's because I love licorice as well. Um, very Moorish. Uh, yeah. I would quite happily go back and have another. Not one after the other. Uh, like I say, for me, it's definitely one to have in the mix if, yeah. you, were, if you were having a few um, later on in the evening. Um, but, yeah, very tasty. I'm going to give that, uh, what the heck, I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, he's gone big. Yeah, I don't know why. He's in a good mood for this. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good beer. Um, Go figure. I think it's, I'm enjoying this a little bit more than I thought I would, because as, as Gary said, I'm not a big fan of the black uh, black beers, particularly black IPAs, I think. I find I'm very just driven by a fairly simple roast, and whilst there is lots of dark flavours there, there's enough enough interest though particularly yeah. with the hops and stuff it's I think to make it really really interesting um, yeah I'm enjoying it uh, for me it's a solid 8 um, fair enough yeah I, I, before we we wrap up um, a little thank you and shout out to people we the uh, beer o'clock show episode where we did, we drank coffee with them and you mean the, where you drank coffee? Yeah, where I drank coffee Wait, and you, you took the day off work to go and drink coffee and get drunk. I know, it's, it's gone really well. We've got some really nice comments <laughs> and um, people buying coffee. So I, I reckon I should get my day back because clearly people are buying coffee. I've obviously done a good job selling it. So I'll tell you what we should do, Rome. We'll stop paying you a wage and start <laughs> paying you commission instead. How's that sound? Uh, uh, that might be a bit more dicey. <laughs> yes, um, thanks to the guys for putting that out and for coming recording that it was a lot of fun to do and thanks for all the lovely comments we've had and no, it, sound, it, sound, it. it sounded good fun to be honest and uh, you know yeah. get to sit and drink beer with like-minded folk exactly what's not, what's not to enjoy uh, so if you haven't caught that already please do it's on their uh, their podcast on both the website and you can find it on their iTunes and um, yeah otherwise we will see you next week yeah. shall we drink up and show up yeah quickly should before the uh, yeah. storm takes the roof off. Uh, and if you don't hear from us again, uh, you know, we probably died. That was what it was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Goodbye. We are done. <laughs> Which is well. <laughs>